Hi, this is Voss here from the ChrisVossShow.com. The ChrisVossShow.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys. I hope you got the news from the prior podcast we've launched, the CVPN Network. I think that's what it is. I'm still getting used to saying it. The Chris Voss Podcast Network. They've got uh, three new shows that you can take and tune in for. There's the Chris Voss on Politics show, which is always good if you like that sort of thing. Uh, there's the Gaming uh, show for the uh, gaming podcast. There's also Crypto Life podcast, and there'll actually be an AI one we're working on with all of our AI friends in the VR and uh, AR sections. Uh, we'll talk about automation, all that sort of good stuff. And there might be a startup one too, what's on the slate that we're kind of playing and toying around with. So we have a lot of good things. And of course, we always have a lot of great guests and people that are on the show. Uh, today, we have a very interesting guest, a very topical guest for some of the events that have happened over the last few months in, in the news. Uh, and it's Tim Rose. Uh, Tim is the chairman of the board uh, North America and uh, for Addison, Addison, let me pronounce that pro properly, Addison Lee Group. And it is ranked as number one on the LCT 50 largest fleets this year. It has uh, about an 800 company owned and leased luxury vehicles serving the U.S. market with 700 affiliates worldwide. Holy crap. Uh, its projected revenues for the Americas is 100 million plus in 2018 and roughly 90 million of that amount generated in the U.S. alone and contracts with another 3,400 self-employed drivers that use company-owned vehicles. The total Addison Lee global revenues are estimated to be about $450 million worldwide and they own or lease another 5,000 plus vehicles and can tap a global affiliate network of 17,000 vehicles. Holy crap, this is a lot of cars. And today it employs about 2,190 chauffeurs, drivers, and employees worldwide with 850 of those in the U.S. Welcome to the show, Tim. How are you doing, man? Good, Chris. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Yes, great. Those are some impressive stats, bud. Yes, thank you. Appreciate that. It's that's, uh, uh, that's it's, quite a lot of people business. and cars. Yeah, the company's been in business over forty years. Has a great wow. heritage, uh, built in the United Kingdom initially, and uh, uh, you know it has a uh, a long you know uh, relationship with uh, with its clients in the United Kingdom, and as well as offices in Hong Kong, and now uh, in the U.S. Uh, with they they bought uh, our company here in. Uh, and uh, building upon that success for so many years in the UK. Wow, it's it's interesting to see the globalness of the whole thing and 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 how you guys operate. Now, you guys uh, are kind of uh, in in a different field than what people think of or what people know of in, in the Uber and the uh, Lyft market and things of that nature. Um, and you guys are working on some different things to take and promote where. Uh, safer riding, safer driving, uh, knowing and understanding what you guys are doing. Give us some background as to how you got in this business first, though, so we can get to know you a little bit better. What sure. brought you into this, and, and how'd you get into it? So uh, I, I'm part of a, a family-run business for about 30 years, and I uh, had a company called uh, Flight Time Worldwide Transportation. In the, uh, it was probably in the top five in the LCT list, and built that up uh, to about $70 million in revenues here in America. Um, and in 2017, Addison Lee uh, bought my company and merged it with uh, TriStar Worldwide, another company they had bought, to create the, uh, the Addison Lee uh, group for North America. 
Um, so we've been in the business for uh, for many many years and uh, have been very involved with the uh, National Limousine Association, based in Washington D.C. That is our national trade association, as well as the limousine associations of uh, New York and New Jersey that we work very closely with to uh, to promote uh, safety of the the riding public, um, as well as uh, many of the initiatives to uh, to help our uh, all of the uh, peers in our industry. Now, we've recently heard about some of the topics. Uh, there was a recently a huge crash with the limousine service, um, and I believe it was on the East Coast somewhere, uh, and uh, either the brakes came I'm not even sure what really happened with it, but uh, it probably was some kind of a blight on the PR for the limousine industry. Yes, Chris, it was very unfortunate, uh, and uh, uh, there was, you know, uh, uh, there was about uh, 20 people, I believe, involved in that, that crash who were, who were killed, a horrific crash. And, uh, you know, our hearts go out to the, uh, to the families. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the National Transportation Safety Board, who has been handling that, uh, still has not uh, come to a conclusion as to what caused that crash. So uh, we, we don't speculate as to, uh, as to why it happened or, or what happened until we, until we, we really know. All, all we know is that... Uh, um, the operator was uh, was from New York. Uh, he had had some issues with the uh, uh, the New York Department of Transportation taking vehicles out of service and things like that in, in past history. Uh, we don't know if the vehicle was properly you know uh, road worthy at the time. Uh, we're still waiting to hear back on that. But our, our heart goes out goes out to the families uh, that were involved in it. And you know, safety is all about what our business is all about, and uh, it's what we. Uh, it's what the bedrock we build our businesses on. And so uh, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I, I remember one time I was coming between, and these these instances are fairly rare. You don't hear about these much. But that, that one did get a lot of... Um, a lot of play in the news because of so many people that died and, and uh, there was a lot of um, uh, suggestion that, yeah, they, that, that car shouldn't have been on the road and, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that, and that uh, maybe the owners and operators, I believe, I believe the operator, the owner was in some other country and the, and the other uh, guy who ran the place, I think you tried to take off into the airport and they caught him or yeah. something. Yes. So crazy, um, crazy story. But you guys are trying to work with all these different groups and and make it so that there's a public awareness. People uh, can know better what's safe, what's what's okay. Uh, certainly, we've heard the negative stories with Uber. Uber's almost kind of got that reputation where Bill Cosby seems to drive for them all the time, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, it's, uh, it's true. It's you true. know, and there's there's a lot of crazy things that have happened with Uber drivers for a long time. There, they really resisted uh, getting their people fingerprinted, or properly background checked, and and yeah. they had a lot of bad PR issues, uh, especially under their prior CEO. Uh, a lot of bad stuff with <laughs> their PR under their original CEO, and and they seem to have cleaned up a bit and everything else. But uh, so what are you guys doing uh, to take and kind of resolve some of those reputation issues or PR issues, even though they're kind of unique and, and, and rare? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, we're really in, in, you know, two different businesses. Uh, our, our business is, is all about investment in the people as mm -hmm. well as the vehicles and the, the safety and security of the, uh, of the riding public. Um, the, 
rideshare companies, uh, the TNCs, as we call them, the transportation network companies or rideshare companies, Uber and Lyft, are really in the taxi replacement uh, business. And, you know, they're, uh, so they're, they're in a little different, you know, business than, than, than we're in. They're, we're working off the investment of each individual driver who they hope has the right insurance and the right, uh, you know, background in order to do that type of work. We, uh, in turn, have a completely different approach where we do drug testing, background checks, uh, fingerprinting of, of all of our, uh, our drivers. As, as a matter of fact, we, we even promote that uh, when dealing with government entities because we want to make sure that there aren't rogue operators who are, are able to, to you know, cut corners. And so that's, that's really important. But when you look at the, uh, the TNC companies, one of the things that we're trying to do to differentiate our, our, ourselves, you know, being a chauffeur transportation business, is uh, our, you know, our uh, Be Safe Rides uh, program uh, with BeSafeRides.com, as well as, um, you know, Ride Responsibly, which is the NLA program, the National Limousine Association program. And those, those programs are important to educate the riding public on the difference uh, between, uh, you know, what they're getting, you know, should they uh, hire a uh, limousine service or should they hire a, uh, a, a TNC company. And if you, if you look at some of the, uh, the incidents that you mentioned, um, you know, recently there was a, a, a CNN article that came out that said, uh, that the TNC companies are having over 1,200 incidents a week. Holy crap. Yeah, and it was, it was actually mind-boggling. The teams that they have in place trying to track down these incidents of assaults and other things um, are completely you know, overworked, and it was, a, it was a situation where it's very, very difficult for, uh, for those teams to respond. So let me understand this. Um, is are the TNCs what you're referring to? They're the Ubers, the Lyft, these ride share companies. I think is what you call them. Correct. And then, can they join the National Limousine Association? Or is that totally two different things? And they can't. They can't. No, join they, they no, they can't because they're they're not structured. Okay. You know, the same the same way as you have to meet certain criteria to become a member. Okay. The National Limousine Association. So you're working with the National Limousine Association to make sure people understand what the differences are, uh, how to be safer on their rides. You've got the BeSafeRides.com uh, and, and make it so that people can get some self-awareness, some education as to what the differences are between these two and kind of know if when they take a, a ride, if they're going to be safe or not. Correct, and and the, the goal is really you know uh, to educate the, uh, the the riding public to to do their homework and to you know uh, you know the, the cheapest opportunity and, and option is not always the the, the best you know uh, option when you especially you know you, we have a lot of uh, you know very very uh, uh, you know important female travelers and, and female travelers uh, you know we all have sisters and 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 wives and and. Uh, you know, girlfriends and things like that, and and we know how we would want them to be uh, to be treated uh, by a professional, you know, chauffeur instead of you know putting them in, into a a TNC car, um, especially if they're alone. So we always tell people, you know, travel together if if you're going to do that, uh, and and just you know you have to be your own advocate. You have to, you know, safety is the number one you know thing, and you have to you know make sure that uh, you keep that in mind. So for companies, cars, and drivers that are working with you guys, 
the National Limousine Association, they can join there. Is it more of a business setup where, you know, there's a company that's there, they own the cars, they run, you know, all the background checks of their employees, they they have a kind of more tighter control over those employees and drivers, um, whereas the, the TNCs are more of like, a, well, they have an app and then, then you... And then you, you know, some Joe goes, I want to drive this week and, yep. and drives people around. You, you're, you have sometimes has to be concerned about either the profession of that person, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, you're right. It's about the investment. We have, we have significant investment in, in the vehicles, the training, the mm-hmm. background checks, the drug testing, and it's ongoing, the fingerprinting and things like that, DMV records. And it, it's ongoing and it's, and it's annual and, and, it's, and, and it's consistent. And uh, as you mentioned, um, what we did was to bridge the gap from a technology standpoint is that, you know, many of our companies like our company has a fantastic app for our, for our travelers to use. Uh, and we, it complements our service. So that the nice thing is you can call for a car for, for if you want to make a, a reservation over the telephone, you can make one uh, on our online booking tool, or you can use our, our mobile app. And, you know, that's how we've bridged the gap with our, our clients, because that's what really one of the, the things that the TNCs have been successful at is the legacy taxi cab companies didn't have that good technology. And that's where they, you know, ended up, you know. Yeah, they really got their edge on that. Yeah, correct. And so now we all we all have bridged the gap as, as it relates to the technology. And, you know, there's no investment there. Like you said, you know, they, they sign up online and they mail you an iPhone and you're in business. <laughs> Have at it, you know. <laughs> you just put the little tag in your window. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know what you guys are going through because I went, I, I had this years ago. We owned a courier company that did deliveries and much like FedEx and everything else. And at the mm-hmm. time, we were regulated by a state uh, group that actually oversaw everything when it came to transportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is back in the Clinton era where the trucks were still regulated um, before deregulation of the trucking industry. But we had to go through, um, we had to, we had to get approved and apply and, and, and we had to pay just outrageous, uh, car insurance for our vehicles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had to comply with all sorts of rules, laws, uh, checks, audits, and everything to make sure that our cars were safe on the road. And that we are, of course, operating as a legitimate, uh, well-oiled business. And Absolutely. every now and then, we'd find these people that would just be, you know, some guy would have decided to start delivering packages or something to cut in on everyone's business. Uh, and I remember uh, turning a few of those people into the to the service, and the Utah Highway Patrol would have to go out and and take them down. Uh, and I remember one time I was on the phone with him, and he's like, "Well, I understand what the big deal is." And it's like, "Well." Or what it was, he had to go get licensed after we turned him in. And he's like, I can't afford to operate this way because the insurance is too expensive. And it's like, well, the insurance is there for a reason for if you kill right. somebody or run somebody down with the company Absolutely. vehicle. It's, it's, there's a reason why this is there. Absolutely. And of course, our, our cars, you know, had to pass as, uh, uh, tighter inspections than you would for just some Joe running his car. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and we've all heard the stories. I mean, there's all, even, even drivers have been attacked and, 
and uh, vice versa. And, and uh, I think in the pre-show we were talking about, I think there was a guy you mentioned recently where he, uh, some Uber driver or something ended up killing people between rides or something. Yeah, in Kalamazoo, Michigan, he, 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 was, uh, he was killing people in between rides. And, wow. Uh, yeah, he was, he was just you know, recently convicted. And, uh, wow. Yeah, so I, we, we think the complete lack of supervision, okay, is yeah. the biggest issue. And what does that mean? What it means is that when we hire a chauffeur, that chauffeur go, comes in for an interview, a background check, uh, drug testing, training. If at any point during that process, we see that somebody is not properly qualified or has the temperament to deal with you know, the riding public that we're comfortable with, then they won't continue. And that's really the key. You, and you, you know, even if you have a clean record and, and, and a background check, the clear lack of supervision is part of the problem. And, and they probably have to come in the office and, yeah, you know, absolutely. you get to see them. And, and spend it, several weeks in a training class I yeah. mean, it, and then pass, you know, pass a test. So th that clear lack of supervision by the, by the uh, ride chart, you know, uh, you know, drivers is really the, the, the issue. And uh, they, they have 96% turnover. And so mm -hmm. they, they're in a situation where they need to get people on the road fast because you know, as fast as they're coming, you know, in the front door, they're going out the back door. And, you know, that's really the key. And so, you know, that's why we spend a lot of time and effort training them, paying them so that this way they, they make a proper wage and that, you know, the key for us is consistency, consistency with the passengers. We want the customers to come back and, you know, use us, you know, again and again. And that's really why we, we spend so much time and, and money on it. I remember years ago, I got into an Uber for an event in LA and uh, uh, <laughs> I got in and I go, I go, okay, yeah, we're going, you know, they know where they're supposed to know where you're going. And the guy goes, well, how do you get there? I go, I don't know. You're the professional. That's why I'm paying you. Like, you know, <laughs> this isn't something I'm supposed to be doing. This is something you're supposed to do. I believe it was a black car too. I was like, yeah, I, I was like, don't you have like ways on your phone or something? Some sort of mapping system to figure, well, oh yeah, I probably can do that. You're just yeah. like. Come on, dude. You drive. Um, although, although you can say it the other way too. I was I was in New York and and a taxi picked me up and I, I said I want to go to the AT and T store that's downtown in in uh, in uh, Times Square. And he's like, I don't know where that's at. I'm like, you don't know where Times Square is at the AT and T store. <laughs> and he didn't know where Times Square was, but he didn't know where the AT&T store, and it's this giant store that has, like, you know, this, it's right in the center, and, you know, it's got this giant AT&T sign. I'm like, and he, I'm like, how do you not know where that is? I mean, like, I can see it over there. I don't live in your bloody city. So, uh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely people that are trained really well is a, is a big deal and can make a difference. And, and no question. And like you say, the quality of it, I mean, I, I, I've always been, I was astounded. I had some friends that, that early picked up on the uh, Uber thing and they're just like, eh, I'm going to go drive tonight. Um, so I just flip on the app and say, I'm going to drive. And I'm just like, really? That's how it works. This, this seems really cavalier. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It seems really cavalier. And it was, it was interesting to watch the rise. My friend, Robert Scoble, um, was actually in a car 
at uh, our other friend, uh, Leo uh, Lemur, um, at, uh, at a France, there's a France conference that he used to put on every year. And he was in a car with, uh, I forget the, the CEO's name, but him and his partner that started Uber. And he had on his lap, the uh, gal from Yahoo who left Google, who was the CEO of Yahoo for a while. I forget her name too. I'm forgetting everyone's name on Friday. The whole brain is just gone. Um, and, and he pitched, he, he didn't really pitch him. He wasn't pitching him, but he pitched him the idea of Uber and it was still in the idea phase at that point. Um, and, uh, yeah, my friend Robert Skull, yeah, you heard it all when, from the beginning when they were, when they were pitching it at, at Le, Le France, Lamarck, Lepart. I can't, I'm losing it in my old age. But uh, it, it was really interesting to watch that whole thing evolve and grow from uh, all of our time in Silicon Valley and tech and, and watching it come out. And you're just like, what are you doing? And then my experience of owning a courier company and, and knowing the regulations of the industry and seeing them skirt around it with the app, it was really, I mean, I'm just like, I don't think that's legal. And, and, uh, and, and they had to work pretty hard to get around the laws that were put in place so that someone can do what they were doing. But yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and, uh, like you said, we spent a lot of time, effort and money to, uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, everything, uh, from our customer standpoint is, um, you know, is professional and the training is all in place and, and the safety is, is all there so that the, and then really we're working on uh, educating the, the writing public on those differences. And that's so important. Yeah. It was Marissa Mayer who sat on uh, Robert Scoble's lap. <laughs> she was still with Google at the time. And uh, they got into a, they got into a taxi cab and, uh, uh, Louis, uh, I forget his name. He has a, he has a, he has a thing in the thing. And, and they literally were talking about it, that it was still in the idea concept phase. So watching it evolve and, and hearing the stories firsthand from our Silicon Valley friends, um, it was just interesting how the whole thing got built. And then of course the problems it had. And, and, uh, I think they kind of cleaned up their act a little bit once they got a new CEO, but there does seem to still be problems where, there's, you know, crazy stories happening every now and then in these cars. And, and, uh, um, yeah, I've had some interesting experiences as well. <laughs> Sometimes sure. they're better than taxi cabs. Like here in Vegas, the taxi cab business is really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, even then, like the, well, the taxis have done a great job of bridging the gap, I think, in many places because now they have the apps as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to remember, they have significant investment in, in, in as, as well. Uh, you know, in, in many cases there, whether they, they bought a medallion or they bought, uh, a franchise or, or whatever, you know, the cities, uh, regulated those. So it, it made it, you know, very difficult for the taxi cab companies to, uh, to compete in many cases, but now they're, uh, a lot of the cities are cha- changing the regulations to help the taxi cab companies to, uh, to compete as well. Uh, yeah, I know they have the taxi cabs now have an app as well, and mm-hmm. they, they kind of have a general one. They all got together, and they built the general one so mm-hmm. it can compete with Uber and Lyft and, and all these other services. Um, and Vegas, you know, we had our times with them too. I mean, Vegas uh, shut them down when they first tried to muscle in here. 
uh, and they I think it took them a year or two and they had to get some special legislation to uh, get them around it and even then they you know they've fought tooth and nail uh, but you can see why with some of the stories that have gone on uh, here in Las Vegas you know the regulations for the taxi and limo services are huge because you can have somebody who comes here to have a good time they get a little too drunk because it is Vegas or whatever you know their poison is mm-hmm. and leave a $10,000 winnings from, you know, a craps table in the back of the car and, and the, uh, you know, in any other city or wherever the, the taxi cab driver might keep that, but they actually have like these huge police forces here in Las Vegas that will do stings and they'll, they'll fake, they'll have like a fake cop that will you know, pretend he's really drunk and he leaves a wad of his money behind in the car. And then of course, if sure. the drivers don't report that in a timely mm-hmm. fashion, they do a sting on it. So th- there's a lot of stuff that goes on uh, with these, with the regulations for these companies to make sure that they're held to the highest levels of integrity uh, and, uh, you know, protect the thing. Cause you know, here in Vegas, we don't want to burn tourists, man. Cause that's bad for business. We want them yeah. coming okay. back and giving us all their money some more. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, you don't want to ruin tourists in this business. So no, it, it, it Vegas, Vegas has some great limousine operators too. some, some really large, great, you know, limousine operators do a great job with, uh, you know, for all of the big events there, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, uh, especially even for, uh, the consumer electronics show, it's world renowned about how, how many, uh, you know, limousine, you know, transactions are done there for the, for the big show. And it's, it's a, uh, the operators out there do you know, who are, uh, our affiliate partners do, do a fantastic job. Yeah. One of my friends is Gary Shapiro, who's the CEO of CTA and CES show. And uh, in fact, we had him on this, uh, we had him on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, right before the show. And, um, I've, I complained to him a couple years ago about how they need more taxis and more service for, for the CS show. Uh, and I think they resolved some of it. It's, it's just such a uh, hugely growing show to try and keep up with, but yeah. having professional stuff is really important. So tell me more about the website, the be safe, um, rides.com. So the be safe rides.com was a, an initiative that our limousine association put together to educate the riding public on the differences between chauffeur transportation, uh, versus, you know, taxi and, you know, TNC, you know, companies. And it was all about, you know, ex- explaining to them about the, the investment in uh, hiring, background checks, drug testing, tra- and ongoing training of, uh, of chauffeurs and the, in- the investment all of these companies have, as well as in the equipment and the vehicles and the insurance limits and everything else to make sure they're protected, as well as licensing from the uh, state's and municipalities that are that are involved wherever they wherever they travel, and that that's really the key. We won't you know put people in in a uh, anybody's vehicle that that's not properly licensed, insured with a uh, fully vetted and uh, trained uh, chauffeur, and so that's that's really what it, what it's about. Uh, and in addition to that, it 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 shows on there some of the uh, information ab- about some of the incidents related to. Uh, you know the uh, the the TNCs and and uh, some of the uh, the horrific you know complaints that have been received by a lot of the different agencies, and you know it's it's really about differentiating it. And so when they're when they're that buyer is trying to discern what type of service that they're they're looking for, 
so that they have you know we want to just make sure that they're that they're aware of the uh, of the options sometimes the cheapest you know option is not always the best option you certainly find that rule out in life so i imagine you guys have a lot less incident a uh, lot lower incident rate than than these tncs incredibly you know uh yeah. low you know uh you know incident rate and and uh, again it's all about supervision you know mm -hmm. we have 24 hour day seven day a week uh full customer service wrapper well, what that means is you know it, we have the uh the call center we have the uh, car control dispatch center that's monitoring the uh the, the chauffeur's whereabouts at all times uh you know for that as well as their on-time performance and you know in addition to that they're they're being monitored by our you know, chauffeur services department based upon if there's any, you know, complaints from passengers, whether it's complaint is on the app, whether it's via the telephone, whether it's via email, instantaneous responses to, uh, to clients so that uh, they don't go into some, you know, you know, gigantic, you know, black hole of, you know, 1200 serious complaints a week. It's not yeah. what, we're, what we're about. And then of course you've got, you've got inspectors that inspect your vehicles, check them, mm -hmm. probably surprise inspections, Correct. Mm -hmm. you know, Our people mechanics show up and maintain them. Yep. from the government it's in, in the national uh safety board uh is, is it's a you're dealing with the feds you're dealing with people that you don't want to screw around with because they can really <laughs> make things unhappy for everyone if you don't follow the rules absolutely, absolutely. yeah so um so uh let's see i think i think we covered most of uh, some of the different things there um it's it's our so you guys are going to keep rolling along and and they're going to be uh, the TNCs are going to be separate from you guys, and the public should just be aware. Um, the, I guess the best way for the public, if I'm listening to this show, if I want to know what 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 the difference is and kind of educate myself more, what's a good way to do that? Go to that website. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the, the be safe rides is is dot com is one of the, the ones that we put together for the Limousine Association of New Jersey. The National Limousine Association all, also has Ride Responsibly. Mm -hmm. um, where you know uh, Pamela Anderson is our national spokesperson as it relates to uh, to that uh, you know safety and, and security of, of passengers and really it's about you know a lot of you know uh, ad, ad, they, she advocates for how many females have been attacked uh, yeah. and and about uh, you know how do you not become a victim and what we're trying to do is educate people so they 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 don't become a victim and it's it's crucially important we think yeah one of my um one of my um, uh, one of my friends, she has a company called WanderSafe, and they make a, um, a, a kind of anti-attack, anti-rape device. Uh, and one of the stories that she had was uh, a, a gal went over to France, and she got in what she thought was a taxi, and um, the taxi driver took her off. You know, and here she is; she's in another country. Took her off into the woods and and tried to rape her. Um, and I guess she got away, but you know, here she was in this, you know, foreign country, doesn't speak the language. And, uh, uh, it was just crazy. And, and she thought she was getting into, uh, a, a you know, a, a car that was a legitimate operated thing. So definitely being aware of what you're in and, and certainly those families that lost a lot of loved ones. In fact, I think the sad part about that big limo crash was that a lot of those people were family members and, you know, husbands, wives and, and relatives. I mean, you just wiping out a whole wedding fleet. Certainly if you're thinking about getting wed, um, getting married or, or any of those, uh, 
different things where you're going to be in a huge limo with a bunch of people, you may want to really think about the investment you're making because, you know, something like that happens. Um, you can wipe out a whole family if you're not careful. No question. No question. Yeah. And it's all about being your own, being, being, being your own advocate. Yeah, for sure. most definitely. And, and you just never know too. I mean, it, there's lots of rules that you guys have to follow. One of the big things that happens here in Las Vegas is people uh, drink between drink and start partying before they get to Vegas when they come from California. And that's where you see some of the weird stuff happen. Like I think one time we had someone, uh, I think the limo driver was drinking or something and partying with the people in the limo. Uh, I'm not even sure if it was a, if it was a uh, working limo, it, it might've been a private one, but it rolled out in Baker. And when those things roll, they, they just keep rolling. Uh, and so it can be, it could be a really dangerous business. You think you're in a big giant vehicle and you're like, Oh, I'm surrounded by a lot of steel. I should be okay. But uh, sometimes those end up worse uh, when they when bad stuff happens. So definitely being a vehicle that's very safe that has inspections that mm -hmm. you know you know the brakes are going to work. <laughs> oh yeah, no question. And that's and cool. and again, I we, you know that's that's all public you know record as well. So mm -hmm. uh, you know some of those uh, those companies uh, you know you know as far as you know the, their safety violations and things like that are are. Uh, or public record so that you know it's, yeah. it's a good opportunity for you to uh you know uh you know to uh, be your own advocate when you're doing do your research like mm -hmm. all right well anything more we should know tim no i think it's it's all about uh you know trying to uh, educate the uh, the writing public uh chris and we uh we sincerely appreciate the uh the opportunity to talk to you today all right well everyone check out the website give me the website one more time if you would tim be safe rides.com BeSafeRides.com. Everyone check it out. Make an investment. Always remember the cheapest way isn't always the best. If you've ever bought furniture at Ikea, you probably learned that valuable life lesson. Have <laughs> 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 you ever tried to put something together from Ikea too as well? But uh, definitely uh, protect your loved ones, protect your investments, and uh, know what sort of cars you're getting into. Thanks to Tim Rose for being with us today. We certainly appreciate you guys for tuning in our audience. Be sure to go to youtube.com for just Chris Voss and uh, hit that bell notification so you get all the notifications for all the shows we're doing. Be sure to go to the cvpn.com to see all the chris voss podcast shows on the chris voss podcast network well we have some third party shows that we'll be bringing on there as well we certainly appreciate you guys for tuning in be sure to refer the shows to your friends and we'll see you next time